The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. Yo, what's good, what's good, what's good, Buffalo Fanatics? How's everybody doing tonight? Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Rated Rev, brought to you by BetUS on the Buffalo Fanatics Network. What's up, everybody? What's up, Connor? What's up, Richard Forbes? I see everybody in here in the chat. You already know what time it is. It's a roll call, baby. Let me know where you're watching from. Shout out to everybody right now in the chat. What's going on? I see Martin Bradstreet in here with a gold bill. What's happening? I see Christopher in here. Roseboro, let's go Buffalo. We're winning this Sunday. I love the confidence, Chris. I love it. I love it. I got my man Jason Humbert in here. Go Bills, Buffalo Bills. What's happening? What's happening? Connor Hicks in here. Everybody that's in the chat right now. Man, do me this favor. Smash that like and hit the subscribe button if you have not already done so. Let me see who's in here. I've got David Cullison here from Auburn, New York. What's up, David? I've got Jason Michael Schultz from Sioux Falls, South Dakota in the house. What's happening? Bobby T, what's good, baby? I've got my man Donald Comer in here from Claremont, California. Go Bill. Heather half half the way in here. Let me see what you're talking about, Heather. Raider Rev tells me time. Take a break from homework. You know Belton, Texas. Let's get this. <laughs> Shout out, Heather. Shout out. I've got my man Donut. Donut B.O.P. Donut Bop. Sup, Rev. Much love from New Jersey. What's going on? What's going on? Yo. It's going to be another fantastic show. Richard Forbes, all the way from Daytona Beach, Florida. What's happening? Alpha, Rob from Jersey. Michael D. Williams from Brooklyn, New York. Repping the only New York team. You already know what time it is, man. You already know what time it is. Andre Donaldson from 716. Connor Hanks, Niagara Falls, Ontario, Canada. What's happening? Party RD, North Buffalo. What's happening? Chris 716, you already know what time it is, baby. South Buffalo. Let's get it. Kim Bet says she's from the middle of nowhere in New York. <laughs> What's happening, Kim? Shout out to everybody, man. Garbage Plate says he's you know, from the 585. James Mormon, Rochester. Bob T. Williamsville, New York. Jason Humber, Cedar Rapids, Iowa. What's going on? What's going on? Everybody in here, man. Shout out to everybody. Ronald Ringler, Allentown, PA. 
Al Dosher 716. And then we've got my man Barry Alexander Watson. 315 upstate New York. Let's get this thing popping, baby. Let's get this thing popping. You know, I'm so excited to be here with you guys. And whether you're watching live right now on YouTube, whether you're watching on Facebook, shout out to everybody, man. And hop on in here, smash that like on your way in here. And also do us this favor. Hit that subscribe button. If you have not yet subscribed to the Buffalo Fanatics, I don't know what you're waiting on. Go ahead and do it right now. You want to be plugged in, especially this time of year. We want to get as much mafia together as possible. And shout out to everybody who made 25K subscribers on YouTube possible. Shout out to everybody in here, man, who did that. So much love. And we greatly appreciate everybody. And maybe you're not watching live right now, but you're watching on the replay. Shout out to you as well. Or perhaps you're of the podcast variety. It's all good. You still love, still family. Shout out to you guys as well. Guarantee that tonight is going to be an awesome night. It's going to be a great show. We've got a lot to talk about. This is, man, we are, this is the matchup. This is the game. Is this not, is this not the game that everybody was waiting on? Is this not the game that the entire world, the entire NFL world, have been waiting to play, right? Bills versus Bengals. Week 17, that game had extremely high stakes. The pressure was already on as everybody was trying to get get themselves in position for the number one seed in the AFC playoffs race, right? But we know what happened. Tragedy struck, and the game got canceled. But then people were wondering whether or not the game would even, whether or not the NFL would elect to play the game, uh, to replay the game, have a rematch at the end of the season. That did not happen. They decided to go ahead and cancel it and then move on. But it seemed like, and maybe it's just me, but it seemed like, 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 the Bills and the Bengals were destined, destined to face off. Some way, somehow, this postseason, they were destined to face off. And lo and behold, almost as, almost like as fate would have it, here they are. Here they are. The Buffalo Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals, two powerhouse AFC teams facing off for the first time of the season in the postseason in Highmark Stadium this Sunday afternoon. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh. And as I, as you've seen in the thumbnail so far, the Bills and the Bengals are eager to finish what was started, eager to finish it. Not only is the entire sports landscape, the NFL fans around the world waiting for this game, but I guarantee you these two teams are just as eager to face off against each other this Sunday afternoon. High stakes indeed. High stakes indeed. Huge game. 
Huge game. A lot of pressure. A lot of playoff pressure. And we're going to talk about some of that pressure here tonight as we move forward into the show. But man, oh man, how many of you guys in here right now are excited about this game? If, you're, if, if you are as excited about this game as I am, drop some fire emojis in the chat right now. Because I need to know that you're on the same level of excitement as I am. Don't let me do this by myself, ladies and gentlemen, okay? I need to know that I've got some mafia with me, some mafia members with me who are just as fired up and excited about this game as I am. This is a huge game. We thought week 17 was huge. It doesn't get any bigger than this game. Because at least in week 17, the following week was promised. But now, this is the playoffs. And next week is now promised to any team. You either win in advance or you lose and go home. High stakes. High pressure. High pressure moments. Here we go, baby. Here are the fire emojis. Kim Betts. Heather Hathaway. Tina first bat. Connor Hinks. That's what I'm talking about. And as my man Fireball says, yo, the time is now. Oh, my gosh, man. Look, look, I'm about to get even more fired up. The time is now, ladies and gentlemen. The time is now. Playtime is over with, right? Playtime is over with. Huge matchup. Huge matchup. Oh, man, let's go. Let's go, man. Golly. I feel like my man Pierre. Golly, big fella. Oh, man. Oh, I feel so good about this one, too. I'm going to tell you about it later on. I feel very good about this game. All right. But before we get into all that talk, because we got plenty of time to talk about the Bills and the Bengals, about, about that matchup. I'm just, I'm just trying, to, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to level you up a little bit. We're, we're on the runway right now. And, we're, and, and we're, we're getting ready. The engines have been cut on. And we're taxing right now. We're, we're getting ready. And we're about to hit that stretch. Show's just taking off right now, baby. Get in your seats. Get comfortable. Put your seatbelts on. You know what I'm saying? Recline. Do whatever you got to do. But get comfortable. Because this, this thing is about to take off. So before we get into the Bills and the Bengals matchup, you know I got to take some time to go all the way back last week and talk about the Bills and the Dolphins. But first and foremost, you know, I see a super chat from Tina Fursback with the super stickers. Tina, shout out to you for that super chat and that donation. Uh, do me this favor. Put your comment in a comment. You know, when you, when, you, when you put a super chat, you put a comment with it, and I'll read it on the air. But since you did not do that, go ahead and write your comment, what you want to say, and I'll read it on the air. Okay. But shout out to you for that super chat. And I appreciate it. Man, look here, David. Call us. Look here. David, you're already getting ahead of me, baby. Three more wins and we get a parade. Isn't that the goal? Right? One game at a time. One game at a time. And we're slowly getting there. Right? We are slowly getting there. But let's go back in time a little bit. Last week. The Bills faced off against 
the Miami Dolphins for their wild card matchup, the trilogy between the Bills and the Dolphins, third time of the season. And we already know what happened, right? The Bills won. They came out victorious 34-31. And a game that I think that was closer than even even Vegas anticipated. But nevertheless, the Bills won. And so with that being said, with that being said, you know what I got to do. You know what time it is, right? It's time for some Revs Roses. I've got to give out some roses to a, to a, to a handful of, of, of deserving players who contributed to this Bills victory this past week against the Miami Dolphins. I need to know, because you know this show is interactive. In case you're joining us for the very first time, if this is your first time on Rated Rev, yo, look, shout out to you first and foremost. Don't go anywhere, secondly. Hit that like button and that subscribe button, thirdly, thirdly, right? But then, hey, let me give you a little, a little synopsis, okay? This show is extremely interactive. I don't do this by myself. The chat is where it's at. So I need you to participate with me in the chat. If you shoot a comment in the chat and it's worth catching my attention to me reading on the air, guess what? I'm going to read it on the air. If you, if you throw a super chat in there, those get priority, okay? But... I need to know, because I don't do the show by myself. Who do you think deserves roses from last week's game? Drop them in the chat, and I'm going to take a look at it. But I've got a few that I want to talk about. Let me pop, let me crack my knuckles and get ready, you know. So, number one for me, number one for me, I have to go, and I see some good, I see some good names coming up. I have to go with Gabe Davis. This is in no particular order, okay? This, this, what, trust me, there's plenty of roses to go along tonight. Gabe Davis, for me, gets some roses from last game. I have been heavily critical of my man Gabe. Now, many of you know, and if you don't know, now you're going to know, that at the, at the beginning of the year, I predicted, no matter of fact, not just predicted, I put... And on my mama take that the Bills were going to have two 1,000-yard receivers. 1,000, two receivers would hit 1,000-yard receiving this year. And it was Diggs and Davis. Well, we know one of them got it, and that was Stephon Diggs. But Gabe Davis did not get it, okay? And throughout the season, now he started off hot, on fire. We thought for sure, oh, man, this, this guy, he has, he's ready. He's ready to step into that number two wide receiver role, take over for the departing Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders. This is his role. But as the year progressed, we know what happened, right? Uh, Gabe Davis kind of was on a roller coaster, up and down, up and down, very inconsistent. Even though when you look at the stat sheet, his numbers look very good. But we know throughout the week, Week to week throughout the season, it was very inconsistent. It was kind of boom or bust for Gabe. And I got to a point where I said, you know what? I'm not too sure if this guy is ready for the, for, for the role. I don't know. He's kind of been a disappointment for me because perhaps my expectations were too high for him. But I just really believed that this guy would have a monster year. When I looked at the stats from, the, from, from his, 
his previous two years, looking at his yards per reception, I thought that for sure this guy would easily get to 1,000 yards this year. I thought he would dominate next to Diggs. It didn't really happen. He ended up dropping a lot of passes. His, his catch rate decreased substantially to like a shade over 50%, which is not good, right? Not good. Look at the numbers all you want to, but at the end of the day, his catch rate is what's important in my, in my book. It dropped. And so I was like, man, what is going on with Gabe Davis this year? What is going on? He, need, he needs to step up. We need to see the Gabe Davis that we all expected to see. Then as the playoffs begun, we all expected to see playoff Gabe. Remember what he did in the playoffs last year. We all expected to see that. And boy, oh boy, did we see it or not. We were not disappointed last week when we saw Gabe Davis against the Miami Dolphins. In the game, six receptions, 113 yards, one touchdown. When we saw Gabe Davis, man, the Gabe Davis showed us playoff Gabe. Playoff Gabe. Maybe Gabe Davis is just that type of player where he performs when the lights shine brightest. When the pressure is on. Playoff crunch time. Gabe Davis shows up. We know what he looks like in the playoff. We saw that last year. Incredible playoff performance. And he followed that up last week against the Dolphins with another fantastic performance. Six for a buck, 13, and one touchdown. Gabe Davis, you deserve a Rev Rose. Another player. Another player. Who they in the building? What's up? 619 Bengals fan, shout out. It's going to be a good game. Don't come in here trolling. All right, it's all love right here. It's all love. So the second player that I have that deserves a Rev Rose. <laughs> A17 says, yo, Gabe, will you accept this? That's funny. <laughs> yo, so the second player for me is Josh Allen. Maybe that's an obvious one. Maybe it's not so obvious. Maybe some of you in here are not pleased with his performance. I, for one, am pleased with the way Josh Allen performed. Josh Allen. We know, we just talked about playoff Gabe. But playoff Josh is a different animal. That dude is a different breed in the playoffs. Granted, granted, he threw a couple of picks against the Dolphins. No doubt he would like both of them back. One, I put on him that interception that he threw deep down the sideline of John Brown that got picked off. But the other one was not his fault, in my opinion. Cole Beasley dropped that ball. Tipped in the air. Boom, fell into the hands of the Miami Dolphins defender. Okay? That happens. That happens. But needless to say, you can't, you can't look at what Josh did and blame him. 
Look at his numbers. Josh was fantastic. 23-39. 352 yards passing. Three touchdowns. Two interceptions. Josh Allen had a fantastic game. Now, we can talk about whether or not we agree with with, uh, the kill shots that Josh was taking or not. We can agree or we can disagree. That's fine. But wherever you stand, we must agree that Josh won this game. Had it not been for Josh, we would be sitting at home right now. We know how Josh plays the game. You have to take the good with the bad. You have to take the bad with the good. He's a gunslinger. He's going to chunk that ball down the field. And, yeah, you may get a couple of interceptions a game. You know what I'm saying? But in crunch time, you going to put Case Keenum in the, in the game to win it for you? I think not. Who would you rather have in the field in crunch time? Well, you need to win the game. Who do you rather have? Who would you want to have on the field? It's Josh Allen. It's Josh Allen. That guy right there, man, he's fantastic. Top three quarterback of the NFL. I don't care how you shake him. Put them all, you know, as dice, roll them up and throw them on the ground. It doesn't matter. Top three quarterback in the NFL right now. Josh Allen. You're Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills. Josh, will you accept this rose? Moving on. Yeah. My man James Mormon says, Winter Soldier. You got that right. The Winter Soldier. And he came out a little bit. He came out a little bit against the Dolphins, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. So let's go on. Rose number three. Rose number three to me goes on the defensive side of the ball. And I'm going to give this next rose to Matt Milano. All pro Milano. End of the game with 10 total tackles, two sacks, and two TFLs. Matt Milano deserves a rev rose tonight. That guy is, a, is he is showing us every single week why he was voted to the all pro. Why he made it. He is an incredible player. Incredible. Again, you're going to have to take some of the bad with the good. Because as, as great as he is, you know, you, you, know you, might, you might as well already accept the fact that, that Matt Milano is going to give you a missed tackle, a whiffed tackle, at least one a game. Right? At least one a game. And it's likely going to come in a crucial moment, like a third down play. Matt Milano is going to run through there. He's going to be right there to make the tackle, and he's going to whiff. Maybe that's part of his game. I don't know. (laughs) I would rather not have it, but for all the good that he does bring to the field, I'll take it because he is a fantastic player. One One of the leaders in this defense. May not be a vocal leader, but man, oh man, on the field, Matt Milano does his thing. He was all over the place in that game. All over the place. Matt Milano, will you accept this rose? Rose number three, baby. Rose number three. 
I told you I've got I've got a lot I'm giving out tonight. Rose number three goes to a probably an under the radar player. Maybe this player uh, is not deserving in your opinion. As I go through the chat, I don't see this player being listed so far. I don't see him. I could miss it, but I don't see him currently. But my third rose, no, no, my fourth rev rose goes out to a man by the name of Boogie Basham. Boogie Basham. That guy gets a rose. And I think it's probably his first rev rose. The first rev rose that I've given to Boogie all year. I've got to give it to him. You look at the numbers. Look at the stats. My man had five total tackles, one sack, and one TFL. Boogie Basham is stepping up. He is stepping up. You know what I like about these young guys? Man, look, I, some, sometimes, you know, it takes players, you know, a, a little bit to kind of develop, right? And I know that when he first came out and the Bills drafted him, that his, his rookie year, man, it, just, it didn't look good, right? But we're starting to see flashes of Boogie. We're starting to see flashes of potential and flashes of why Brandon Bean and really the entire organization decided to make him the second-round draft pick. Now, Boogie Basham, he's not a flashy player, but, man, does he get the job done. And he did it Sunday against the Dolphins. Recording a sack in the CFL. Five total tackles. Boogie Basham, congratulations. Will you accept this rose? Moving on, baby. Moving on. Rev Rose. What is this, number five? Yeah. Rev Rose, number five. And I agree with Kim Betts. Kim Betts says Vaughn has helped. You got that right. Vaughn has had a major impact on the defense, on the defensive line, especially the pass rushers. Major impact. Major impact. And we're seeing it. Oh. Boogie Basham, AJ Epinesa, Greg Rousseau. Fantastic. Even Shaq Lawson, even though he's a veteran. Vaughn Miller's is his 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 impact, man, is 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 invaluable, right? Invaluable. So yeah, 100 percent agree with that, Kim Best. Thanks for that reminder. Rev Rose number five goes out. So a guy that I know a lot of us were waiting to step up. We were waiting to see this guy make an impact on the field. And he did it. He did it. And again, this is on the defensive side of the ball. That goes out to the Brahma Bull himself. Number 91, the horseback riding, country boy swagging, Ed Oliver, baby. Ed Oliver showed up and showed out. Three tackles, one sack, one TFL. My man got in the backfield when he had to. Made a sack when he needed to. Like I'm loving, I'm loving when Ed Oliver can go off like that. That's what we've been needing to see out of him. And I think that he can do it and dominate even the more so. Even the more so on a more consistent basis. 
But I wouldn't trade Ed Oliver for nothing. I love his impact on this team. I love what he brings to the team. And, man, when Ed, when Ed is on his game, when he's laser-focused and not and not getting doubled, right, yo, Ed brings something on this defensive line that we just don't have. That guy has that guy has has elite level quickness, right? Off the snap and can get in the backfield quick, fast, and in a hurry. And when he gets to rolling, it's hard to stop him. Ed Oliver, shout out to you, baby. Will you accept this rose? And last but not least, last but not least, my sixth rose. Goes out too. You guys already know who deserves this last rose, right? You guys already know who deserves this last rose. Because not only did this player have a good game, he showed up in critical moments of the game when we needed the most. This man showed up. And because I've decided to save the best for last, he deserves a banner. He deserves his name on the banner. And that is none other than the rookie, Kair Elam. <sighs> Kair Elam. Yo, shout out to Kair, man. Texas Flood is already on it. Elam, baby, you already know it. James says, better be Elam. <laughs> and it was. Kair Elam. Unbelievable performance. Now, granted, when you look at the when you look at the numbers, right? He didn't really have a bunch of jaw-dropping stats. You don't really expect cornerbacks to do that, right? But his impact this game was incredible. Two tackles, right? Okay. You say, all right, two tackles. What is that? One interception. A crucial interception that he got. And he almost had two. Remember that second one on Tyreek Hill that he got that got tipped up in the air and and he was he was kind of like like he 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 was actually ahead of ahead of Ty, Tyreek and he tried to stop at the last minute and reach for the ball and he just missed it just out of his out of out of his grasp and I think Tyreek even played like like cornerback and really um, defended that pass so that way Kyrie couldn't couldn't uh, come down with a second INT but Kyrie Elam was all over the place man he did he he played well. Very well. But probably the play of the game for Kyir came down to that, that, that pass defense. He had two of them. But one. And the Dolphins went for it on fourth down. That all but sealed the deal on their final drive. Fourth down, and I think it was sixth. Yeah, fourth and six because on fourth and one, they had another delay of game penalty, set them back an extra five yards, and they threw the pass to Mike Gesicki, who had somewhat of a step on Kair. But Kair dove, stretched out there, affected the pass enough to where Mike Gesicki could not catch the ball. Incomplete pass, turnover on downs. Bills won the game. Kair Elam, yo, this player, man, like I have been clamoring for him, and I know you guys have as, as well, clamoring to see more of Kair Elam. 
I wanted to know why he wasn't on the field from the from the jump. I'm talking about from the beginning of the season. Forget all this rotation mess. Put the man on the field. Round one draft pick. Let him grow and develop. You already know he's going to be behind because he came out of Florida with a press man background. He didn't have much of a zone coverage background, so you knew you were going to take some lumps. But play him anyway. Take your lumps, but let the man develop. But for whatever the reason, Sean McDermott decided not to play him. At one point, he was inactive. Questioned as, as whether or not this guy was like, was he a bust? Is he in the doghouse? What is up? But McDermott finally decided to put him in the game, playing him still in a rotation. But I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that Dane got hurt. Right? Had Dane not got injured, would we have seen Kyrie Elam as much as we did? Would Dane have been able to make the same kind of play? I don't know. I don't know. But I'm glad Kyrie Elam was there when he was. Kyrie Elam, rookie, my man, will you accept this rose? Shout out to everybody who deserved a rose. Dave Davis, Josh Allen, Matt Milano, Boogie Basham, Ed Oliver, Kyrie Elam. And there are others that I see in this chat. I see Khalil Shakir. He was on my list. I was thinking about putting him on there. But I didn't want to put too many people. All right, six was enough. All <laughs> right, six was enough. We'll see next week. Well, I mean, we'll see after Sunday if Shakir deserves a rose. We'll see. But shout out to everybody, man, who, who, who got that rose. Kyrie Elam. Oh, I loved it. Love every bit of it. But you know what else I love? I love everybody in here right now who's joining me live. Shout out to everybody who's watching live right now. Everybody who's in the chat. Those who are watching the replay. Those who are listening via podcast format. I appreciate you so very much. Do me this favor. Hit that like button and that subscribe button. And turn on those bell notifications in case you have not already done so. Oh, let's get it moving. Ah, I love it. I love it. You know, I, you know, I, I love, I love the segment of the show when we get to give out some roses, man. I really do because there's so many players, so many deserving players, so many things that happen um, on a week-to-week basis that that contributes to a Bills win, and there's some players that that may be overlooked. And I like to take this time to really uh, show some love to those guys. And I'm telling you right now, I can, I mean, there's a whole slew of players that I can give it to, man. This team, don't you love the bills? I'm sorry, but I absolutely love this team. I do as critical as, as we are of this team. I love the bills. I love them with everything within me. So glad. So glad to be a Buffalo Bills fan and a member of Bills Mafia. But let's keep this train rolling, shall we? The next step on the docket. Oh, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Yo, Al and Connor come in and say, yo, rose for you, Rev. Rose for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'll accept it. I'll accept it. And since we're giving out roses, how about a rose for everybody? Everybody gets roses. A rose to you, chat. 
A rose to everybody watching me live. A rose to those who are listening, to, watching the replay. A rose to those who are who are listening via podcast. Rose to you for tuning in however you decide to tune in. We would not be here if it were not for you. So, to everybody who supports this channel, will you accept this rose? <laughs> I know you will. Let's keep it moving, baby. Uh, I want to talk about, briefly, uh, some key moments of the game that took place for me last week, okay? Key moments of the game that took place last week. And I need you to help me out too. So to those in the chat, you know how, intera how interactive we get. Drop it. Let me know what you think are some key moments of the game. But I want to start off. I've got a handful, okay? And let's run down through this real quickly. First key moment of the game for me took place with six minutes and nine seconds in the third quarter. Third and eight. At the Miami 18. Josh Allen, the shotgun. Steps back. Right? And all of a sudden, what does he do? He takes off and runs the ball for 12 yards down the field. Looked like a designed run. At that time, that play took place. And remember, that took place as soon as Deion Dawkins stepped out. Right? He missed uh, uh, a play or a couple of plays to what looked like a head injury. It looked like it could have been a concussion. I don't know. The man looked like he pointed to his head and took a knee and kind of wobbly. I don't know, man. Just saying. I mean, we got, we're going to call out the Dolphins. We got to call out the Bills for that. My man, I mean, I look kind of suspect to me. But anyway, he went out. In comes David Questenberry. And at that moment, I was like, oh my gosh. Third down and eight. And you've got Questenberry on the field protecting Josh's blind side. I was like, yo, I was, I was nervous at that moment. And I'm like, Josh, just get rid of the ball. Yeah, I don't care. Just get rid of the ball because you're not going to have time in the pocket. Your blind side is about to get blown out the water, okay? You're going to have a defender in your back in less than, you know, in, in, in a second, okay? Please get rid of the ball. I was so nervous. I just knew it. I, I just knew it. It was going to happen. And I'm like, at, 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 at anything, just take off and run or just throw the ball away. Don't try to be hero ball. You cannot trust DQ to protect your blind side, okay? You can't do it. And so at that moment, I'm sitting here looking, and uh, he hikes the ball, and I'm like, throw it. But as soon as, he, as soon as the ball was hiked and Josh took it, he took it, and there was pressure coming. Josh stepped back, and then, boom, it looked like it was a design run right up the gut, right up the gut, and Josh takes off for 12 yards. It's fantastic. Love that call by Ken Dorsey. Let me know that Dorsey, you know, he didn't have a whole lot of trust in Questenberry either to have Josh stand back there in the pocket on, on that particular moment, third down and eight. Huge moment, right? And then what happened after that? With five minutes and 18 seconds left, in the third quarter, it was first and goal. The very next play, first and goal at the Miami six-yard line. Pass from Josh Allen to Cole Beasley for the touchdown. Booyah, baby. Put the Bills on top, 27-24. Huge moment of the game for me. Huge moment. And you know what else is a huge moment? James coming in with a super chat. James, thank you, baby. He says, yo. Rotting flowers from McDermott and Dorsey. Rotting? 
did you mean to say that though? James, did you mean, did you really mean to say rotting flowers from McDermott and Dorsey? If that's what you meant to say, I highly disagree with that. Highly disagree. Were there some moments in the game that were kind of suspect? Yeah. Yes, I would agree with that part. Dorsey at times, I would question a little bit. Not a whole lot. As a matter of fact, let's just touch on this. Because I know some people may not have agreed with the aggressive nature of the offense. I, for one, am perfectly fine with it. Why? Because when you look at the way the Dolphins were playing the Bills, they were daring them to go over top. They played so much zero coverage in that game. A lot of blitzing. Flooding the middle of the field, too. To where Josh had almost had, had no choice but to go deep. A lot of times. And he connected quite often. Let's not forget that. He was successful quite often on those deep balls. And even on the ones that he did not connect on, there were drops. Khalil Shakir, tough catch, drop. Gabe Davis, drop. There were some moments, there were some drops. Right? And so, I love the aggressive nature. I did. I thought that's what needed to happen because of the way they were playing. Could we have ran the ball a little bit more at times? Yeah. I thought the second quarter was just a failed execution. Or just a lack of execution in the second quarter, right? The way they played the second quarter going into half was just a horrible execution on the offense. And the defense kind of, you know, did some things also. But the offense put the defense in a bad position. Bad mistakes. Horrible execution. I don't blame that on Dorsey. And I don't blame... Sean McDermott for that either. All right. But now, another key moment. Another key moment of the game to me took place in the third quarter as well. And this was just prior. Uh, I think, no, no, no. This, 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 this was sandwiched in right after the Bills went up. 27-24. After Beasley touchdown. Right? So then you had the on Miami Dolphins drive, right? That ended, and I think it was a four and out. The Dolphins had four plays, ended up punting the ball. Third quarter, four minutes and 14 seconds left in the third quarter. Fourth and 10 at the Miami 37. The Dolphins punt the ball. You say, Rev, why are you talking about a punt? I'm going to tell you why I'm talking about a punt right here. Punts the ball, 34 yards, all the way down to the Buffalo 29-yard line. Naheem Hines, the guy who just, you know, a couple of weeks ago returned two kick returns for touchdowns. And this game in the playoffs, this game. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill muffed the punt 
muff the punt. Now, we're talking about 27-24 here. Miami, we talk, and remember, some of all the mistakes that were made, this could have been another gigantic mistake that went in the favor of the Dolphins. Naheem Hines muffs the punt. But who came to the rescue? Tyrell Dodson recovered the muffed punt. And the Bills lived to play another down. It could have been a horrible, horrific moment. But Dodson came, recovered the ball, and we all breathed a sigh of relief. Because I was sitting here looking like, how many more times or how many more ways are the Bills going to almost lose the game? How many ways are they going to do it? Because there was no way and no reason that game should not have been a blowout. Mistakes. Turnovers are the great equalizer. I don't care how good of a team you are, and I don't care how bad of a team you may be playing against. Turnovers are the great equalizer. You turn the ball over quite a bit. You're going to give even some of the, 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 the worst teams an opportunity to win a game. That almost happened. Didn't happen, but it almost did. Another key moment of the game. This time, it was the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter. Two minutes and 29 seconds left in the game. You know what I'm talking about. Miami Dolphins had the ball. Right? The Dolphins had the ball. Fourth and five. Or fourth and six. Ball in the Miami 44-yard line. Skylar Thompson in the shotgun. He looks right. Throws a pass. Intended for Mike Gesicki. Right? Intended for Mike Gesicki. Broken up by the Rev Rose recipient himself, Kair Elam, that all but sealed the deal, sealed the deal in a Bills victory on a crucial fourth down moment. And I know you can't sit here and tell me that you weren't extremely nervous when the Dolphins were trying to march back down the field and get in position to kick a, a game-tying field goal at the least. You can't tell me that, right? Because they were driving, and it looked like they were about to do it. And in fourth and one, I was like, oh, they're going to get it. Fourth and one, they're going to get it. But again, they messed up. Delay of game on the offense. Five-yard penalty. Repeat fourth down. Fourth and six. I was still nervous. But Kyrie Elam said, trust me. You throw the ball my way, I'm going to make a play. And he did just that ended the Miami Dolphins' attempt to at least tie the game, if not win it, and upset the Buffalo Bills. Shout out to Kyrie. Incredible moment of the game. And of course, you know, I've got to say the best for last. 
You say, Rev, how can there be a better moment of the game than that? What moment of the game was more important than that? I'm glad you asked me that question. I'm so glad you asked me that question. I'm going to tell you what. The Buffalo Bills, after that fourth down stop and they had the ball back, what happened? Well, there was a series of plays that took place, right? And you would expect the Bills to be able to run the clock out. Well, what happened? A couple of plays happened. A minute and 16 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Third and seven at the Miami 40-yard line. This is the play of the game and the moment of the game. Right here, right now. Third and seven. You convert this first down, game over. If you don't, you give the Dolphins a chance. It would have been an incredible effort, but you still would have given them a chance. Third and seven. What's going to happen? We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna pass. We're going to run. What did Ken Dorsey decide to do? Run the ball. Josh Allen hands the ball off. The Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary runs to the left tackle. Powers his way, all five foot nine inches and 206 pounds of him. Powers his way through multiple Miami defenders, chugging along with all of his might. I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. All the way to a very close spot on the field that the refs gave a first down to but was it official it was so close the refs had to take a second look at it and we we're all on pins and needles did he make it he did not make it it was close and after reviewing the play the review official looked at the first down ruling and the play was upheld the ruling on the field stands First down, Buffalo, sealed the game, run the clock out, right? Victory formation, a couple of kneel downs, and it was game over. And you know what? Just for that, just for that, Devin Singletary, I'm going to give you a rose, man. I'm going to give you a rose. If not for anything but for that play right there, Motor Singletary, Will you accept my rose? Incredible moment of the game. Key moment of the game to me. Even more crucial than the stop that Kyrie Elam had. Because that game sealed it. That moment, that first down, sealed it. Dolphins didn't have no chance at all to get back in the game. First down. That's how you close games out, baby. Loved it. Tell me your key moment of the game. What was yours? I'm trying to look through the chat right now and see if I see any anybody with their key moments of the game. Uh, let me see here. I don't see any right now. But, man, 
I absolutely loved it. I loved it. Those moments to me, I'm telling you, changed the course of the game. And the way the Bills, look, it doesn't have to be pretty, right? It doesn't have to be pretty. It's not about that. It's not about how it looks. It really isn't. But, man, I'm so glad. I am so glad that, that, that we have a team with this much, this much, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just, just their, their, their ability to, to never quit, right? I know the word I'm looking for. I just can't, it just, it's, just, it's just escaped my mind. But you know what I'm talking about, right? The tenacious, they don't give up. Love it. Every bit of it. This team, to the end, to the end, will find a way to win the game. And even my wife had to reassure me. She said, babe, you know, you know the Bills always do this, right? She says, you can be as nervous as you want to, but you know they always do this. At the end of the game, they're going to find a way to win. That's what they've been doing. She was more confident than I was. You know, especially like towards, towards the game when it was looking kind of weird, you know, like, oh, gee, they better not. They found a way to win. Wasn't pretty, but they got the dub at the end of the day. And the church said, amen. Shout out to everybody, man, joining me right now. Huge shout out to everybody watching live, watching replay, listening via podcast format. Smash that like, hit the subscribe button if you have not already done so. And tell you what we're going to do. Tell you what we are going to do. Uh, let me see here if I have it here. No, I don't have it. Do I have it? No, I don't have it. Let's move on. Let's move on, move on, move on. And I want to talk about this game now. I've got something to say about it. I have something to say about this game. Because I mentioned before that I want to fire you guys up. Okay, I want to fire you guys up. It's playoff time. It is playoff time. Okay, playoff time for the Buffalo Bills, man. Everything is on the table. Listen at me and listen very closely to Rev. Consider this Rev's mini sermon for the week to get you fired up. Listen at this. The wild card round, ladies and gentlemen, is in the rearview mirror. 12 teams played last week. Six went home and only six advanced. The two number one seeds enjoyed their bye week. And now all eight have entered the divisional round of the playoffs. Now the media and content creators such as ourselves can dissect how the team won. But I can guarantee you this much, that for the players, all that matters at this point in the postseason is that they won. There is no postseason report card being handed out. Winning an ugly game or winning in a blowout game carries the same amount of weight. When it's all said and done, there's only one goal each week from here on out. And that's just win, baby. 
just win. Now, does that mean that teams are just to simply ignore their mistakes? Well, of course not. Of course not. There's always room for improvement, right? Players and coaches alike are fully aware of what's at stake. The closer you get to your goal, the smaller the room for error becomes. And with each new round comes another level of pressure that requires a matching level of focus, attitude, and commitment in all phases of preparation. Now, some teams handle the playoff pressure better than others. Some crumble under the pressure. But make no mistake about it. The playoff pressure is real and is very, very intense. The good news so far is that the Buffalo Bills proved they were able to withstand the playoff pressure from round one as they defeated their division rival, Miami Dolphins, 34-31 last weekend. But that was round one. Sunday is round two. And in round two for the Bills lies a foe that won't feature a third-string quarterback leading a team with an injury list that stretches from Buffalo, New York to Miami, Florida. Oh, no. This foe features an elite quarterback who finished fifth in passing yards this season. Ahead, mind you, of Josh Allen, who came in seventh. And this particular individual at quarterback led his team to a victory over the Kansas City Chiefs in last year's AFC Championship game, making his first Super Bowl appearance. A challenge that not even Josh Allen and the Bills have yet to conquer. You can see it in the players' eyes now. And you can even hear it in their voices just how serious this moment really is. Playtime is over, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to get to work and win this chip. But don't take my word for it. No. Don't take my word for it at all. You know why? Because there's an individual that had a lot to say about this. And that was Gabe Davis. That was Gabe Davis. If you saw it, I don't know if you did or not, but let me try to pull it up for you. Let me try to pull it up for you. Because this gentleman right here, he had a lot to say. Let me see if I can find it. Gabe Davis was, matter of fact, yeah, Gabe Davis, hold on a second. I want you guys to see this. Give me a second. I need you to see this. Because Gabe Davis had a little meetup with the reporter. I got to plug in my my device here because I'm going to pull this up. And there are some interesting things said 
Very interesting things there. And I want to see, I want you, I want you guys to see it. Okay. So chat, talk amongst yourselves right now while I pull this thing up. Because I want you to see the level of intensity. Okay. The level of intensity right now. Where is it at? As I'm pulling it up. Yeah, here we go. Oh yeah, now now we're now we're now we're getting somewhere. Now we're getting somewhere. Give me just a second. I'm almost there. I am almost there. This man, you can just see it in his eyes, as I mentioned before. You can see it in his eyes. You can hear it in his voice. He's for real. And the whole team understands just how important this game is and this moment is. They understand the weight of this thing. They understand the, 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 the gravity of this moment. And they're not taking it lightly. Not one bit at all. This is an incredible moment here. And as I mentioned, every week, every new round in the playoffs, it features another level of pressure, another level of playoff pressure. Teams alike feel it. Coaches feel the pressure. Players feel the pressure. Even we as fans feel the pressure. And we're not even in, we're not even participating in the game, right? But these guys know it. It's present. It's ongoing. It's thick. It's palpable. There's no escaping it. Pressure will either burst pipes or create diamonds. Some can't handle it. We saw last week, teams, some teams just can't handle the pressure, right? Some teams just cannot handle it. One team had an incredible lead. The Chargers, incredible lead, and lost the game. What was the lead? 27 to 6, 27 to 3, something like that. Lost the game. Playoff pressure, like my man Kingpin said. It's real. It's intense. But look at the shift in mindset. Look at what some of these players are doing now. You can see it in their faces and you can hear it in their, in their, in their, in their voices. Take a look at what Gabe Davis had to say. Watch this. Out here with the jugs machine, been doing it for like a half an hour. Is there a little extra juice, knowing kind of the stakes and what point in the season we're at? Yeah, I mean, uh, Vaughn had put on the so put the Super Bowl trophy over in the locker room and put a uh... or not watch it. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Let me try one more time. Out here with the jugs machine, been doing it for like a half an hour. Is there a little extra juice, knowing kind of the stakes? And... Okay, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening. Anyway, but for those who, who are curious and those who may not have seen it, this is what happened, essentially. Gabe Davis was, was meeting with a reporter and was having a conversation, and he, was, he had stayed afterward. You can see it, but can you hear it? King Cam says, we can see it. Yeah, but can you hear it? Because it, like it, it looked like it was stuck. 
Let me try one more time. Because maybe it's just stuck on my side. But if you guys can hear it, then that's fine. Let me try one more time. Hopefully it works. Out here with the jugs machine, you've been doing it for like a half an hour. Is there a little extra juice knowing kind of the stakes and what point in the season we're at? Yeah, I mean, uh, Vaughn had put on the so put the Super Bowl trophy over in the locker room and put uh, you said you'd do anything for it. So kind of reminded me of, uh, you know, what we need to do to get there. And I'm going to try my best to show the guys they can trust me and do the extra work. And, um, you know, my mom also wrote me a letter and reminded me, too, where I came from, uh, how blessed I am to be in the position I'm in uh, and to remember uh, why I'm doing what I'm doing. And also uh, just remember where it all came from. That's a lot at yeah. once. There's a, it seems like it's not like you guys needed the extra motivation, but you mm-hmm. certainly have it. Is that fair? Oh, yeah, of course. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of, lot of risk here. Um, again, we're trying to, you know, win the whole thing. So just taking it one day at a time and trying to, again, put all the work in I can uh, for the guys, you know, for the guys to be able to trust me. Wow. Wow. Unbelievable. Did you see how, yes, thank you, Kaz. Kaz says, yo, locked in. Locked in. Now, mind you, Gabe Davis is a guy that we're talking about. Yo, you need to show up. He showed up last week, but he's even more locked in now. Even more locked in at the, hitting the jugs machine because he knows he dropped some pass. He knows he can do better. I said they know that there's room for improvement, and they're working on it. But this pressure now is real. You have to have another level of focus, another level of, of, of commitment to your preparation. This is it. And I love what, it, yes, Bill's Mafia, yeah, yeah. Bill's Mafia, man, 55 says, yo, playoff game is here. He definitely is here. James Mormon says, yo, another level. Oh, man. I love what Von Miller told him. This is what, what, what Gabe said Von Miller said. This is why Von Miller's impact on the team is felt so far beyond just on the field, right? I know we hate that he got injured towards ACL and is out for the season, but that does not mean his impact is still not felt. This man is in here dropping dimes. He's in here encouraging the players, getting them focused even the more so, putting a Super Bowl trophy in the locker room. And saying this, you said you'd do anything for it. Oh, my God. Man, I'm ready to run through a brick wall right now. How motivating is that? A guy like Von Miller, two-time Super Bowl champion, future Hall of Famer, goes in the locker room, injured his knee, tore his ACL, out for the season. And this moment with his teammates, as they are on the precipice of obtaining their goal a couple of games away from the Super Bowl. And here he is, motivating his teammates in an incredible way, showing them the the Lombardi trophy and saying, I don't know how he did it. Maybe he wrote it on there. I don't know what it it was, but he did it. And And the message was received loud and clear. You said you'd do anything for it. You see, this goes beyond words. It's easy for, for, for people to say, man, you know, I, I, man, I would give everything for it. Oh, really? Oh, really? Would you now? 
Would you now? Were you willing to fight through injury to get it? You're willing to put through the extra time to, do, to, to get it? What are you willing to do to win it all? Don't tell me you're willing to do anything for it if you're not doing anything for it. Words mean nothing right now. Talk is cheap. And the way this team seems motivated, man, oh, I absolutely love it. I love it. I love it. And I'm glad, James, I'm so glad that you said no one wants to give bulletin board material. Well, yeah, you would think that would be the case, right? You would think that nobody would like to give bulletin board material. Unfortunately, some people just can't help themselves. Whether it's, whether it's from another team or an opposing team or just members of the media. Well, guess what? Not only did the Buffalo Bills get motivation from one of their leaders and Von Miller, as if that's not enough. But they also received some bulletin board material from one media member. And watch this. Well, not watch it. Take a look at this. I'm, I'm going to share my screen. I'm going to share my screen. Because you have to see this. You have to see this. When I saw it, I was like, oh, man, this guy's this guy foolish. This guy's foolish right now. I can't believe he said this. Check this out. If you can see right now, Chris Sims, Chris Sims went out today and put out this tweet. This morning, he said, and let me know if you can see it, but if you can't, I'm going to read it. He said, he said this, and I quote, I've said it all season, but it was apparent Sunday in the way the Dolphins played. All caps, no one is scared of the Bills receivers. Guys off the street are playing meaningful snaps. Diggs is great, but Josh Allen does not have the weapons other quarterbacks playing this weekend have. <laughs> and then if that was not enough, he goes on to, to, to add even more bulletin board material and says, to be clear, I did not say all other quarterbacks have better weapons than Josh Allen. But his supporting cast is not elite by any means. And yes, I know Gabe Davis has a big game once a month. <laughs> Yo. Are you kidding me right now? You cannot tell me. You cannot tell me that the Buffalo Bills did not see that tweet and somebody on my team did not screenshot it and send it to everybody on my team or something. You know they saw it. They had to have seen it. Calling out the Bills' weapons. saying They're not elite. No one is scared of their receivers. Gabe Davis has a big game once a month. Yo. I love it. I love it. I love it. Say what you want. I don't care. But this is not the team you want to give bulletin board material to. It's not the team. 
Dave Cullen says, I love when they doubt us. Absolutely. I love it. Marco says, yo, he's not wrong. He may not be. He was a little out there. You know what I'm saying? A little out there. But you don't think this team's not fired up for it? You don't think they're not fired up? They, they, they have enough motivation as it is. But they're like, okay, bet. Just like Josh Allen in that press conference, you know, is he's been made a meme now. You know, your your you know, your offense is not performing up to the is you know, it's not a Super Bowl caliber offense. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's all this team is saying right now. Okay. Oh, we don't have elite receivers? Okay. No one is scared of the receivers? Okay. Okay, Allen doesn't have any other weapons? Okay. Gabe Davis, big game once a month? Okay. Okay. Let's get it. Let's get it, man. Let's get it. I love it. I love it. Fire them up. Fire them up, man. Look, this team right here, I'm going to war with this team. I am going to war with this team. I really am. And when you look at this matchup right now against the Cincinnati Bengals, I don't know if you guys saw this or not, or maybe I don't know if you guys even follow me on, on Instagram, but follow me if you don't, at Rated Rev on Instagram. I shared a story. I made a story. And uh, essentially I said this. <laughs> this, was, this may have been yesterday. I said I am surprisingly calm about this game. I really am. Now, the last time the Bills and the Bengals were set to match up, face off against each other, week 17, I'll be honest, I was not feeling good about that game. I was incredibly nervous. I really didn't think the Bills would win. Okay. And the way the game, I know it's impossible to say how the outcome would have been, what the outcome would have been. But I didn't like the way it was looking. Now, I had already in my head decided that it was going to be a high-scoring game, and I'd already given the Bengals a good 24 points. Just, just go ahead. They're going to get it. They're going to get it. And I didn't like the way the game was unfolding. It was early, very early, right? So anything could happen. I get that. And we know what happened, right? We, we, never got, we, we didn't get the chance to see that game. They didn't rematch. They didn't, they, 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 didn't, they didn't play against each other again at the end of the season. Nothing. But now here they are. Divisional round. They're not in Cincinnati. They're in Orchard Park. Highmark Stadium. These powerhouses are about to clash against one another. And as high as the stakes are, and yeah, I get nervous for every game. But I'll be honest with you. I am oddly calm. Now take it for what for what it is, for what it means. I don't know. I don't know what that means, but I feel good about this game. I really do. Am I saying that the Bills are gonna blow them out? No. I'm not saying that. Am I saying that the game is gonna, am I saying the game is gonna be without adversity or ups and downs or moments where you're at the edge of your seat and you're wondering whether or not they're going to pull it off? No. That's likely to happen too. But 
what I am saying is when it's all said and done, I really believe our Buffalo Bills will be headed to the AFC Championship game. I do. (laughs) I really do. It just seems that this train that's rolling right now can't be stopped. No matter the obstacle before them, no matter the detour, no matter the, the adversity, this team seems bent on not letting anything get in their way, not letting anything derail them from obtaining their goal, which is hoisting this Lombardi trophy, not next year or some year down the road. No, this year, this season, right here, right now. You can sense it in the air. Can't you? It's different. What this team has has faced all season would have knocked many teams out by now. Knocked them clean out by now. But here they are, the Buffalo Bills, standing, looking adversity in the face, looking whoever stands in the way, in the face, in their eyes. And like Captain America said, I can do this all day. I can do this all day. I can do this all day. Oh, my gosh. The Bills are built different. They are built different, ladies and gentlemen. They really are. They're different. I'm telling you right now, it's it's just something about this team. It's something about this team right now that I don't even know if 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 uh you know when we see it is is I I think they're 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 more built this year than they were even were last year. I do, man. I really do. And there's something that I want to pull up. I'm trying to look for it right now. Because I think this is a good moment to end the show on. And I want to read it. Where is it at? Hold on a second. I've got to find it. Uh, Where is it at? Uh, Where is it at? Give me a second here. I'm I'm, I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. Okay? Because I think this... I think this, uh, it really fits this team. It really does. Um, Let's see here. Let's see. Where is it at? Here it is. Oh, yeah. Word. Hold on a second. Yes, here we go. Here we go. Check this out. You ready? Oh, I love it. And my good brother, man, uh, Jeff King sent this to me. He sent it to me. Jeff, shout out to you, man. Um, but let me let me let me read it. Okay. This was a poem. I think it's from Thomas Moore. 
Lean in your way. This is what was said. Fight on, my men, says Sir Andrew Barton. I am hurt that I am not yet slain. I'll lay me down and bleed a while. And then I'll rise and fight again. Ah, oh, that right there. And Marv Levy went on record and said he used to say that to his team every week. Every week. Fight on, my men, says Sir Andrew Barton. I am hurt, but I am not slain. I'll lay me down and bleed a while, and then I'll rise and fight again. This team has been through it all, have they not? This city of Buffalo has been through it all. But guess what? They're not yet slain. This team is not yet slain. The city is not yet slain. The mafia is not yet slain. Though we are all hurt, we're not yet slain. We've got wounds. And as much as it hurts, as painful as it is, as much as we dislike the adversity we've had to overcome and face, we say, you know, I, th I, think, I think I'll just lie down and bleed a while. It's okay. I'm not dead yet. But guess what? I, we, will rise and fight again. This week, this team, with all adversity, will rise and fight again. Let people talk about what it looked like last week. Oh, Josh Allen this. Oh, they almost got beat by a third-string quarterback. Oh, this. Oh, that. Let him talk. It doesn't matter. We're here now. We're going to rise and fight again. When it's all said and done, Miguel C., where else would you rather be than right here? Right now, let's go, Buffalo. Let's get it, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get it, baby. Oh, football. Where else would you rather be than right here, right now? You hear that glass breaking? You know what the sound of that is? That's Josh Allen, the Winter Soldier. That's Stephon Diggs. That's Gabe Davis focused. That's Motor. That's Knox. That's James Cook. That's Khalil Shakir. That's Tremaine Edmonds, Matt Milano, Trey White, Kyrie Elam, Jordan Boyer, Ed Oliver, Group, Boogie Bashes, the entire squad. Y'all are messed up now. You messed up now, baby. We're ready to go. We're locked and loaded. We're focused. Ain't nobody stopping this. Nobody stopping this. And I can't wait for it. 
Buffalo Bills, Bills Mafia. We will see you Sunday. Keep it locked and loaded right here. The Buffalo Fanatics. A man Rico coming through Friday Night Live. You don't want to miss that. Make sure you don't go anywhere. You stay connected to the Fanatics. Smash that like, hit the subscribe button. And get ready. Because Sunday, 3 p.m., it's going down. It's going down, baby. It is going down. It is going down. And the Buffalo Bills are going to do what we know they can do. They will find a way and win this game. Let's get it, baby. Let's get it. Let's get it. I hope you're ready, baby. I appreciate everybody here tuning in tonight. Shout out to everybody. Let's get fired up, man. Let's get fired up. Grace and peace to everybody. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Enjoy the rest of your week. God bless. And at the end of the day, you already know what it is. Let's go, Buffalo. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial. 
plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code program.